So are you wondering what might be coming up over the next couple of months here on the World Language Classroom podcast? Well, in this episode, I want to give you a preview of what is coming up this winter and spring, the themes that I will cover, as well as the guests and topics that I have lined up to share with all of you. I'm incredibly honored and appreciative of each and every guest's willingness to share with me and essentially with you, the World Language Classroom podcast community. Can't wait to share all of this with you and tell you about what's coming up. So let's jump in. Are you a language teacher looking for some reassurance that what you're doing in the classroom is on the right track? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to teach even more effectively. If you're one or the other or somewhere in between, you've landed in the right place. This is the World Language Classroom Podcast with your host, me, Joshua Cabral. You're about to get tips, tools, and resources so that your students continue to rise in proficiency and communicate with confidence. Let's jump in. Vamos, allons-y. Hello, my friends. Bonjour, mes amis. Hola, mis amigos. Welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast. I am Joshua Cabral, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy week to spend this time with me and other teachers that are speaking with me here on the World Language Classroom Podcast. So I am taking an opportunity with this episode to do something that I haven't done before, and it is going to be a little bit of backwards planning, I will say. And by that, it means that I want to tell you what's coming up. This is what we want to do with our students when we are planning lessons and we are using all of those teaching techniques of backwards planning so students know exactly what's coming up and what to expect. So I want to do that for you and tell you what's going to be happening over the next five, six months here on the podcast. So to make sure that you have clicked subscribe or download or whatever it's asking you to do on whatever app you might be listening on to make sure that you get all of these episodes as they come out. And once you hear about everything that's happening, you're going to be pretty excited about it because I am incredibly excited about a lot of the conversations that I've already had with some teachers that I'll be sharing with you and some that are coming up. But it's just some really, really great stuff. I'm totally geeking out on all this teaching stuff and being able to share it with you. So thank you for the opportunity for me to sort of just live into my true self with all of this geeking out on second language acquisition and all of that. Thank you so much. So I will tell you specifically all the guests that will be coming up with their topics, but I will also be doing a number of solo episodes where I just get to share some information with you. And so I want to tell you about those first, about what's going to be coming up over the next couple of months. So the first one I want to tell you about is an episode I'm going to do all about reflecting on our teaching. And I'm going to be going through this idea of reflective practice and using success criteria in our classrooms. And I have to give a huge shout out to Tim Egan, who was on a previous episode with me, and he talked about leading a proficiency-based department. And he introduced us all to this idea of success criteria, which I have embraced since then with my department and looked into it, and we're using it to write our can-do statements and all kinds of things like that. So thank you to Tim for introducing that idea. And so I want to dive really deep into this idea of reflective practice for us as teachers and how we can look at our practice, how we're doing it, what we can change, and then line it up with success criteria. And I'll share with you what that has looked like in terms of the process within my own department if it's something that you would like to take on as well. 
And then I'll be doing volume four of my teacher toolbox episodes where I'll give you another three or four activities that you can use in your classroom. And I always pull from the ones that I know that my students really enjoy. And I actually ask them which ones I should talk about on the podcast. And they tell me, oh, talk about this one. We love that one. So they are not just things that I will be suggesting to you, but they are student approved as well. So you will have volume four of the teacher toolbox episode coming up. Then I'm going to do an episode all about do-nows. Sometimes they're called quick questions or entry activities. I call them do-nows. So they're sort of what happens the first four or five minutes of a class. And then exit tickets. So something that students do as they're leaving the room. So I'm going to spend a whole episode talking about the reasons for do-nows and exit tickets, what we can use them for, and then also some ideas for how to do a do-now and what some prompts might look like and also some prompts for exit tickets and then what to do with that essentially formative information that we get from students. So a whole episode on do nows and exit tickets. Then I'm going to do an episode on what I'm calling compelling input and compelling output. Now compelling input is credited to Stephen Krashen, who gives us the term comprehensible input, but he also says that input, in addition to being comprehensible, also has to be compelling, meaning that it has to be of interest to students, that they want to understand it. So he's the compelling input person. And then I'm going to be talking about what I'm calling compelling output. And this was sparked by Amy and Katie from Spark Enthusiasm. They were also on an episode with me where we're talking about giving students ways of using the language for output in terms of writing or speaking, that's something that they really want to be doing. So I was thinking, hmm, there's compelling input. Now let's look at compelling output. Yes, they have to be interested in understanding it, but then let's give them something that is interesting for them to use the language with. So I'm going to do a whole episode on compelling input and compelling output. Then later in the spring, I'm going to move on to looking specifically at writing and the idea of a free write or timed writing. How do we scaffold writing? What do rubrics look like when students are writing? How can we help students to level up their writing? So I might spend two episodes on that because it will be pretty involved, but I think it's an important topic to take on. And it's one that I've been focusing on a little bit more in the last two or three years, Whereas I have always spent a lot of time on interpersonal speaking, a lot of time on interpretive reading and listening, but I have not done as much with writing. So I've really made that a professional goal for myself over the last couple of years. So I've looked into a lot of different types of writing and how to go about it. So we will definitely spend some time looking at writing later on in the spring. So just to let you know a little bit of what I'll be doing in addition to the podcast over the next couple of months, I'm going to have the opportunity to work with a number of schools and districts throughout the winter and spring, and I'll be able to do some traveling a little more now that the world has opened up. We're almost post-COVID, although I know there are a lot of COVID cases still out there, but I am having the opportunity to work more with teachers in schools. So there are a couple of schools I'll be working with in Massachusetts. I'll be with 
with the Buckingham Brown and Nichols School and also the Belmont Hill School, also in Dartmouth, Massachusetts and Stoughton, Massachusetts and Wayland, Massachusetts. So that's going to be a nice little opportunity to get around and work with teachers all over the state of Massachusetts. Then I'll have an opportunity to work with an AATSP chapter in Texas, the Costa del Sol chapter of AATSP in Galveston. So we'll have an opportunity to work together. And then on to Georgia, where I will work with Woodward Academy in Atlanta, and then some time in New York working with Marlboro Public Schools. And they are really taking on their new standards in the state of New York. So I'll be helping them figure out and navigate that for their department. And then I will spend some time in Brantford, Connecticut, where I have visited a couple of times already, and I always look forward to getting back to them. So spending some time with schools in New England, as well as a little bit into the South in Texas and Georgia. And then also, I love to get into conferences, and the world really feels like it's allowing for that once again. So I have some conferences and webinars coming up. So I'll be doing a webinar for Clet World Language, and we're going to be looking at teaching grammar in a communicative context. And then conferences coming up, AETF, which will be in Quebec. And then I'm going to probably end up going to MAFLA and NALT and ACTFL and all the other alphabet soups. And this is the time of year when a lot of the proposals have been submitted for the conferences, but they haven't sent out notifications yet. So whether or not I'll be doing workshops at all of these conferences is yet to be seen, but I will definitely be at them. So if you are there, please come up and say hello. So I always like to take this opportunity when we're talking about what's going on with the podcast and what's going on in terms of what I'm able to be doing with teachers. I like to take this opportunity to thank each school and district and teacher and department head or administrator who has reached out to me to provide this opportunity to work so closely and productively with teachers. So if you're listening to this podcast and we have worked together in your school, thank you so very much for reaching out and for inviting me and for your hospitality and for being so willing and open to look at your teaching and to navigate new ways of looking at it and to use it in your classroom. And as you may well be aware, if you have spent time on my blog, which is wlclassroom.com, I allocate a portion of the revenue that I earn through school consulting to supporting an NGO in Nicaragua, which is called Mas Mariposas, and in Haiti, which is called the Power of Education Foundation. Now, both of these organizations work to provide education and resources to schools in La Concha, Nicaragua, and Fontamaraiti. And I've also had the opportunity to work directly with both of these organizations. The power of education in Haiti has been more remotely, but I do spend three weeks each summer in Nicaragua working directly with students and teachers and the community projects that are all in La Concha so that I can really be on-site working with teachers and students. And I've been doing that for over 10 years now. And in addition to thanking you, if you have invited me into your school, I thank you so much for that opportunity to work with you. But I also thank you so much for the opportunity to gain some revenue from it that helps to support these incredibly useful and productive organizations in Nicaragua and Haiti. So 
Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for that. The links to the web pages with pictures and descriptions of these two programs are in the show notes. If you'd like to learn more, they'll send you right to my blog and you can see some of the work that we are doing there. So while we're on the topic of these school workshops, I'll also mention that I am beginning to look at my summer and fall schedule for school workshops and consulting and would welcome the chance to work with you and the teachers in your school. I continue to teach full-time. This is my 26th year of full-time teaching, and I have no intention of leaving it. So I continue to teach full-time in addition to doing these school and conference workshops and producing this podcast. So since I do teach full-time, that means I only have so many days that I can be away from my classroom, and only so many days that I want to be away from my classroom because I really love being there. But my school administration is incredibly supportive of what I do. But I typically fill all of my school vacation time with school workshops, so I'm not away from my students too much. And we always find a way to make it work. And luckily, school vacation schedules across the country don't align, which works out really well for me. So for example, I return to school in late August and get out in mid to late June. So that frees up some time for August travel for me. So please reach out if you are interested in having me work with you and the teachers in your school in August or any other time of the year. And like I said, we always find a way to make it work. And remember, it can be in person or it can be remote. And the links for all of that for more information are in the show notes. Now for what's coming up with guests and their topics this winter and spring. I've already done about 90% of these interviews, and I am just so excited for you to hear from all of them. So the order that I'm going to tell you that they're in are not necessarily the order that the episodes will come out, but just so you have an idea of over the next three to four months who you'll be hearing from. So I had an opportunity to speak with Meredith White, who is a teacher in Georgia. And if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard a lot of people talk about Meredith White. If you're on Twitter, you know who Meredith White is. So she spent some time with me on an episode talking all about interpersonal activities. So you'll definitely want to hear that episode with Meredith White. And then I spoke with Ben Fisher-Rodriguez, and he is in Washington State, and we spoke all about Write and Discuss, which is a CI procedure in the classroom for comprehensible input teaching. And so he really walked us through the logistics and exactly how that works when you do a Write and Discuss. This was a new topic for me, so I learned a ton and actually used it right away. So I'm excited for you to hear all about that. I also spoke with Angie Torrey, who's a teacher in California, and we had an interesting conversation about input used for CI, so comprehensible input. And so we looked at this idea of targeted and non-targeted comprehensible input. So if you're deciding in advance what the target of that input is going to be, or if you just let it be organic. And what I realize is there are different schools of thought on this, so there's a lot for us to take in with that. So you'll definitely want to take in that episode. And then Sarah Barrientos-Vatos, who is in Spain, and we are talking all about this idea of taking a short text, it doesn't have to be a long novel, but a short text, and making it into a full lesson or multiple lessons and how you can expound upon even a short text or a small text to really leverage it to do a lot more and it not having to be a full-on novel. 
And then I spoke to Margarita Perez Garcia, who is in Australia. And we talked all about this idea of story listening. So when students are engaging with a story and really listening to a story and bringing in these visual components to make the story comprehensible for them. So lots of ideas from Margarita Perez Garcia about story listening. And then I spoke with Lisa Shepard, who is in Ohio, and we took on this idea of critical thinking skills, you know, so no, it's not just for social studies classes, it's not just for science, it's not just for their English essays, but really bringing this idea of critical thinking skills into the language classroom. And then I moved on to Wisconsin with Caitlin Leppert, and we talked about using parallel texts in the language classroom, and this is another CI strategy. And with parallel text, it's this idea of starting with a text and switching out the information to make it personal and doing other things with it. So that was really a useful conversation because Caitlin walks us through the logistics and makes it feel really doable and approachable for teachers. Then I spoke with Allison Perryman, and she is in Virginia, and this was such a fun conversation. Like, I didn't want it to end. It just felt like we were two best friends hanging out, and she has an incredibly entertaining Instagram account. She's the cultural classroom, and so we talked about highlighting diversity in the world language classroom, so you'll definitely want to hear that one. It was a lot of fun. And then last week was actually the first episode of this, I guess if you want to call it season. So last week was all about state language associations. And so I spoke to the 2022 president, Jenny Delfini, of the New York Association of Foreign Language Teachers, and Mike Mitchell, who is their executive director. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, make sure you listen to that, because you're going to learn all about state language associations, not just NYSEFELT, the New York Association but to understand what all of these different associations are doing for you. Then I spoke with Jennifer White, who is in Alabama, and she has her own podcast, which is called The Afro-Latina Teacher in the Rural South. So we had this wonderful conversation about her experience of being a Dominican woman living in Alabama and navigating that and how she came to creating her podcast. And then I spoke with Kia D. London, who is a teacher in Illinois. And if you're on Twitter, you are well aware of who Kia D. London is. She speaks in a lot of schools as well. And we took on the whole idea of representation in our language classrooms, whether that's representing the other or representing students themselves with this windows and mirrors perspective. And then I spoke with Hope Anderson, who is in Arizona, and she is talking with me about this idea of communicative practices, but in a way that save time, so they're not really daunting. And she gives us some really great tips for creating communicative type activities that are not really time consuming. And then I spoke with Ashley Mickelson, who is in North Dakota, and we focused on reading, and she gives us 10 activities that we can do with any reading. So that's Ashley Mickelson in North Dakota. And then I spoke with Allison Weinhold, and it was her second time on the podcast. So Allison is in Iowa, and we talked all about using movies and visual media and movie clips in the classroom. This was Allison's second time on the podcast. The first time she was on, we talked all about using music, and she gave so many useful suggestions and tips for teachers, I had to have her back on to talk about movies. And then I had an episode about engaging activities in the classroom, 
and that was with Valerie Greer and Wendy Mercado. They are both on Long Island in New York. And then I spoke with Devin Gunning in South Carolina, and she has this whole idea of a teacher's roadmap to proficiency. We have our sort of path to proficiency when it comes to students, but she has created this roadmap for teachers. Like, where are you on teaching towards proficiency? Not necessarily learning, being the student learning through proficiency, but where are you as a teacher as you are moving towards teaching towards proficiency? So Devin Gunning from South Carolina walks us through what that all looks like. And then to finish up, we took on the topic of learning differences and learning disabilities and what that means for students in the language classroom. Is language learning for every student? And if so, and you might imagine that I think it is, how do we go about teaching language in a way that is applicable and useful and efficient for students that are neurodiverse and are not necessarily the ones that are targeted from the beginning with our curriculum? So I am joined by by Danya Mahoney, who is in Massachusetts, and she recently completed her doctoral work all on this topic of learning disabilities in the world language classroom. So we have a wonderful conversation with some very useful suggestions. So there you have a quick rundown of everyone that is going to be on the podcast over the next three or four months and their topics. I also gave you a quick idea at the beginning of some of the topics that I will be covering just on my own from reflective teaching and success criteria, our teacher toolbox episodes, do nows, exit tickets, and writing and looking at compelling input and compelling output. So there's going to be a lot of really interesting and fun topics coming up. And throughout all the topics and conversations I had with teachers preparing for this upcoming season, I had so much fun. Even though some of the topics can get really into the weeds and into the nitty gritty of teaching, we had so much fun. And I really appreciate that the guests enjoy the end of each podcast episode when we play this or that, and we get to know a little bit more about them, and it kind of pulls that teacher curtain back. So a huge thank you to every guest who will be on the podcast this coming winter and spring. So be sure to check out the show notes where you will see the links to learn more about the work that I do with Mas Mariposas in Nicaragua and the power of education in Haiti. There's also a link to sign up for Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter with tips and resources for language teaching. And of course, there is the link to get in touch with me if you would like to work together either in person in your school or remotely. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the World Language Classroom Podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WL Classroom. You can also see over 250 blog posts about language teaching at, you guessed it, wlclassroom.com.